The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and it's a great day out here in Laramie, Wyoming. Doing a great show out here with some great people. I'd like to give some shout-out to a lot of people out here that's out here helping with the show and helping me do great things with it. You know, we out here with um, Bailey's Restaurant and... Oh, actually, Bailey's Restaurant and Patio. Um, great owner, Dan Garcia, that's helping us out today. You know, um, letting us come in and do events and do the show from here. You know, we're going to have a great guest on today. Uh, we have a lot of great guests on, you know, that's going to speak about different things. And this, this thing, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs, you know. This Friday night, um, Bays, we're having live music from 7-Eleven, featuring Cello, Ortiz, and David Ochoa. I have to get that name right on the next break, but from Soul Criminal. Um, great band, great group, and all that. So that'll be um, just one of those good things, you know. Um, go out there and come along and listen. Yeah, tonight will be Man's Night, 20 Wing, and a picture of any Del Nick Norte beer. I gotta say that right. $15. And then Thursday night will be Ladies Night. Half price appetite and half price drink from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So, you know, come along to Bailey's Restaurant and Patio and have a great time. They help out great events and, you know, sponsor great people. So, come on out and do this. And see Dan, the owner, and have a, all a good time. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of things going on in college football. Um, we have the uh, Miami Hurricanes in a little trouble. You know, it, it's starting to seem like a lot of these um, college teams players are getting in trouble with, you know, accepting monies and gifts and all that. But the thing about it is what the, um, the big concern is is, you have these young kids and these people approaching them with all this money, the money that they never had before, you know. So one of those things, you know, do you take the money or you're not? Well, normally I would take it, you know. Uh, if I, you know, never had $100. So those type of things, you know, it's going to be, we're going to talk about and um, try and maybe get back to what we talked about a while back in one of my shows of should athletes, college athletes be paid, you know, something, you know, so. That's going to be another topic that we can get into and kind of get, you know, different people's opinions and all that and everything. So, and what next we'd like to talk about, too, is, you know, the NFL. we got to get the NFL, you know, training camp that's going and all that. And um, it's great to have, you know, football back, you know, to see, you know. A lot of people understand that um, right now the preseason game is where most of 
uh, players that you would normally see play during the, the regular season are not playing because you don't want them to get injured and all like that. So you kind of you seeing some uh, younger guys that's playing, trying to make the team. So you know when you get to see the preseason games, those games are a little bit different than the regular season game. So that'd be another thing that we could talk about. You know, um, players. You know, we get, we get into some players. You know, uh, Plasco Birds is back. You know, from jail. He's up in. Uh, he was in prison, and now he's back from. You know, he's with the Jets. So, you know, I think uh, he learned his lesson. You know, and he's back in playing football. And the thing about it is, you know, the thing about it is, is when you make a mistake, you know, people have to be forgiven, and uh, you know. When they forgive you, you know, you know, you move on and they try and do things, you know, and, and, and make money and live their life, you know. So we have that talk about, uh, especially Michael Vick, that he was out, you know, he's back in his second year from being out. He should do great things with Philly this year, you know. Um, he's been doing great things off the field, you know. He learned from what had happened in his life, turned it around. So that'll be great for that. Uh, uh, other players, you know, we got players that's holding out. You know, we got Chris Johnson for Tennessee Titans. You know, he's holding out for more money. You know, and most of the players, you know, it's it's not to be it's not the fun of the game no more. It's money, and they're looking at the long run of their career, which is great. You know, so they're trying to make money for them to pay for their health career after football. So that's one great thing that we can look into and say, hey, the player is right. You know. Because after football is done, they don't have all these health benefits and they have no way to take care of the injury that they have gotten by playing football. So that's a, another thing that you have to salute some of the players of, you know, holding out and doing those things. Another thing that, we, you know, we're going to get into today, I'm just rambling off to get into different subjects, but it's kind of nice that you have all these different things that you can talk about and get different people's opinion, you know, and find out that, you know, how they feel about you know that, and then you can give your opinion, you know. It don't have to be right, you know, just opinion, but you can always sit there and think, you know, that, hey, that's his opinion, this is how he feel about it, and this, you know. And not saying it's going to go that way, but those things that, you know, you can listen to other people's opinions. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, who you think going to go to Super Bowl win. Everything looks good right now. Well, you say it looks good on paper. Meaning that, you know, the team had all these great players on the team in this position that did this and that in the years and looked like they should win the Super Bowl. But then it's a different story when you get these players out there on the field, you know, like they say that one movie, Any Given Sunday. I mean, any team could beat you on Sunday if you're not, in, you know, giving your A game on the field that day. So you can be a better team on paper, but on the field, that team came out and played hard and they the better team on the field. So... That's one thing you can look at, too, you know, when people say, what do you mean by on paper the team look good? Well, that's what it means, you know. So another thing, you know, my Philly look good on paper. Uh, New England, they look good on paper. They got some, some players they acquired, you know. Ocho Cinco there, that's a great pickup for them. Um, Jets always look good, you know. last couple of years they've been looking good, so that's a good thing for them. You know, um got ooh, so many teams, you know, well, you got, I think Detroit going to do something this year. I know they should make the playoff. I definitely think they'll make the playoff, but, you know, Super Bowl, no, but they should do some great things with that. Um, 
You know, Atlanta, Atlanta was always good, great quarterback, great receiver, so their defense should step it up this year. They should give it a try. Um, you got Dallas. Dallas should come back. On paper last year, they looked good. good. Uh, they should come back and uh, do great things. Another great thing that we should look to is um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of those things that, you know, teams is coming back. Coming back now, and, you know, they always give you a run for it at the end of the season. Pittsburgh always end up in the Super Bowl. I don't know why, but they end up in the Super Bowl. So, another one of those things. Another team. Uh, another team that I, I keep hearing about that they said is going to be really good is um, the Chargers. You know, Chargers is one of those things that always find a way to win. Don't know how, don't know why, but they find a way to win. You know, and what? They always, always, you know, so, you know, I just got a, a thing from a friend of mine, K Matt, and he tell about the Chargers, you know. That's what I was just saying, the Chargers one of those teams that, you know, you can look at, you know, and say, Hey, we got a great team, but you know, like I say, on paper, you know, it's, it's a lot different. So, uh, another one of those things that you know, the, um, we could go through like the Bears. You got a lot of those Bears, you know. Bears is one of those teams that last year there was one game from the Super Bowl, and quarterback got hurt. So, if they injuries is a key, injuries is a big key to winning and sustaining winning games going through the season. Because if your quarterback get hurt at the end of the year. No good, can you play? Well, at the beginning of the year, he get hurt, and then you can still maybe win games until he come back. Then you'll be okay. He should be okay. That's what I would say. Um, Bears, you know, you got Green Bay that won the Super Bowl last year. Green Bay, they won the Super Bowl, and, and that team. I, I, I guess I don't know how, but if you look at the NFL, when a team is clicking the last six games of the year. They the team is the one that's gonna more likely get to the Super Bowl and more likely win it. You know, because they the teammates starting to jail together, starting to learn to play with each other. They starting to learn, you know, when they need to pick the game up the game and you know, and they need to get them. So that's another one of those um, teams that um should do good, you know. Should do really good. Uh I'm looking for, you know, Green Bay to do good. I'm looking for Green Bay to do pretty good um, this year. I'm looking for, uh, you know, for me. Uh, I, I can say everybody think I do good, you know, but, you know, uh, whew, we can go down the line. Uh, no, actually, uh, one team's going to be a surprise team that I really think is going to be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be one of those teams that I think that. Um, Will surprise everybody, and and don't quote me on it, but I can see them in the Super Bowl, but not winning it. So that'll be one of those things that will be we can look forward to for great things this year. Ooh, and uh, whew, I almost forgot New Orleans. We gotta give New Orleans a shout out. That'll be one of those things that you know come back and. Give everybody one of those tough games where they should win, go playoff, and New Orleans come up and beat them, and then it's going to look bad for um, somebody. But New Orleans still got a great quarterback, still got a great offense, and still got a great defense. So New Orleans be one of those teams that still going to be doing what they do, winning ten games. I see them winning ten this year. 
making the playoffs and losing after the first game. So, uh, don't forget about those. Everybody wants to talk about the Raiders. Raiders are going to just be the Raiders. Uh, they might win six games this year. Six games. The, 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 the team that I'm most uh, worried about is um, the Cardinals. Cardinals are in a little, kind of a weak division with San Francisco. Seattle did pretty good last year. But that division, if you can win six, seven games and go to the playoff, almost Super Bowl, something ain't right. So that's pretty. <laughs> that's a crazy division over there. Crazy division when you only have a team that wins not even 500, 500, and go, almost go to the Super Bowl. So. I, I just don't see it, you know, that division. Going, anybody going to the Super Bowl, well, I can see them. They make the playoff and end up going, end up going to the um, to the game. I mean, not to the game. Listen to me. Got me talking crazy now. <laughs> no, but um, Arizona, Arizona will be all right. Arizona, you know, great. Got a great quarterback now. Um, great receiver. So they got picked up some guys for defense. Got them a great draft pick, so they should be great. Um, they should win. They, 10, 11 games, they should win. That should be good. San Francisco, the 49ers. Going to be one of those teams over in that division that, you know, should, should, should do something, but <laughs> that division over there is pretty crazy, you know, over there. San Francisco. Uh, it just it's hard to say. They have a quarterback, Ellis Smith, that um, really I thought they were going to get rid of. The injury of his years up there, you know, um, made some mistakes, never learned the offense. He had about three or four different uh, offensive coordinators and never got it down. So that's going to be one of those teams that if they do win, <laughs> they're going to win ugly. They will win ugly. So... Uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take us a break, and then when I come back, we're going to have a guest on the line. And then, you know, like I said, I'd like to give a little shout-out to John, uh, the owner of the library. You know, hats off to John and all the guys over there, all they do for the university and all like that. So this is James Levin, hosting Levin at Sports Talk, and I'll be right back. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. 
Tired of the same mundane talk radio show, boring opinions, and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I was saying, it's a great thing to be out, you know, here to come out here to land me. Uh, but I have a guest in the studio that uh, I'm very sorry I, that um, I forgot he was coming in. But I had the pleasure of meeting him and playing a little golf with him. And, you know, uh, he does great things around in the community. And, you know, and just go ahead, John. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is John Rosan, and I'm the director of coaching and president of the Banat Soccer Club in Phoenix, Arizona. John, and you know, we met with play little golf. Tell me, you do, um, you you don't get like a lot, a different lot of soccer, you know, age. Um, right. And you know, it's funny that I was telling uh, somebody last week about when me and you had that talk, and we was talking about how football and soccer is how uh, the workouts are different. Explain a little bit more what you was telling me about how y'all do. Everybody think it's cross country running. Right. Well, uh, you know, about sixty, sixty-five percent of soccer is uh, is anaerobic. Uh, and that's similar um, in a lot of cases to football, which is you know even more anaerobic. Uh, anaerobic me- meaning there's uh, uh, less oxygen being used. Uh, you know, and c- cross country runners and marathon runners, for example, you know need tremendous aerobic uh, uh, fitness, uh, whereas football players and soccer players need a lot of anaerobic uh, uh, fitness. And that means that uh, you know it's a lot of sh- a lot of short bursts and sprints, similar to you know basketball players and so on and so forth. But with soccer, uh, when you're talking about 90 minutes of it, uh, the anaerobic activity certainly affects the amount of oxygen that, that gets to uh, gets to a kid's brain or a player's brain. Uh, and so you'll you'll see, you'll get a lot of blank stares late on in soccer games, uh, you know, because of that. And that's what you and I were talking about over our game of golf. Yeah, and, and like you say, it's, I was telling you, it's harder than 
football, you know, because you continue running. Remember you said that? Right. Well, one of the, you know, uh, the other day I was talking to some of my players and some of my kids, and, you know, and they were noticing that in so many sports, there's lots of opportunities to congrat- congratulate each other on a nice play, you know, in volleyball and football and basketball. There's always a break in the action where you can walk up to somebody and give them that positive reinforcement. Uh, you know, in soccer, you know, it, uh, you, you could be 60 or 70 yards away when one of your teammates finally scores, and you're too darn tired to, to make that 60, 70 yard walk just to give them that high five uh you know but uh but soccer is like that and and especially for us playing in arizona uh you know in the heat it really does test a kid's physical endurance and and, and adults as well yeah and, and like you said and i different are the injuries um, a lot different than football i know it's a lot more knee injuries john or <clears throat> well i mean it, it it's it's uh well you'd be amazed you know we get a fair amount of broken arms uh you know unfortunately i've I've had more than my share of uh, broken wrists and broken arms uh, just just from the fall, you know. So you, I mean, you get a whole wide variety of of things. I've seen some pretty some pretty gruesome injuries in in soccer. It's uh, you know you have to there's there's a there's a lot of high speed contact and and in, you know unlike football there are no pads and so uh, there's not a whole heck of a lot of protection uh, when you're playing soccer at high speed. So you you just hope that the officials will uh, um, you know keep the game under control. You know, John, I like to do a show where we, like I was saying, you like to help the younger kids and tell them some different things. What would you suggest to somebody that's coming up that's trying to, you know, like get into the soccer and, you know, and mm. make a team or try and be professional soccer? What would you mm. suggest that they, you know, we all say hard work and we all say dedication to working all and, and mm. putting your mind to it. And, you know, like you say, it's not like going to hang out with your friends. You want to go out and practice. So what would you say? I would say it's it's being comfortable with the soccer ball. It's the skills. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, all due respect to all the other sports, uh, you know, maintaining the uh, the control over soccer ball under, uh, you know, under the game speed of that, that soccer requires you to is very difficult. And 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 developing comfort with the ball, being able to do the the the, the you know having the nice touch and having the flicks and the tricks and that's huge. And and the, what the rest of the the world has on us is that a uh, a lot of kids are just playing a lot of pickup soccer and they're you know. They're kicking a the ball against the wall a lot, and and they're maintaining that fantastic touch. Uh, if we in this country, and, and and there is no doubt in my mind that we produce the world's greatest athletes in the United States, but at the same time, when it comes to that aspect of soccer, where we're, we're looking to develop the skills and the touch, we're sorely lacking. Uh, and I think that uh, you know, as as several people in the soccer community have said, if we were to ever uh, ever get to the point where where there's as many kids kicking a soccer ball as there are shooting baskets in a driveway. Uh, the question isn't whether we would win a World Cup. The question is if we'd ever lose one, uh, because the number of athletes out there is fantastic. And so, you know, you watch the the, the women. If uh, people have watched the women's World Cup recently, I mean, there there wasn't any question that the U.S. women were the best athletes out there. Now it remains to be seen whether whether they were in fact the best soccer players out there. I mean, there's the rest of the world is really uh, catching up in the women's side in terms of skill. But there was no doubt that the U.S. women were the best athletes. But if we can combine those two, I mean, we would dominate the sport. No, how you know? I, like you, man, you was talking. We had a great conversation. You know, I know little about soccer. I uh-huh. think you were trying to explain it to me, uh-huh. and I was trying to explain like soccer is not like rugby, right? It's different. 
Oh, soccer is good. Yeah, it's 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 different. I mean, r- rugby is sort of the the halfway point between football and soccer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, soccer soccer is relatively, you know, at its um, at its core, soccer is a very simple game. You know, it's played on a on a field about 120 yards by about 80 yards wide, if it's a good wide field. Um, you know, it's 11 players, and it's uh, it's a relatively simple game. You put the ball in the back of the net, it counts like a goal. You know, there are offsides. It's not exactly like hockey uh, in terms of offsides, but it, but the the concept is similar. Um, you know, and and uh, it, it takes tremendous physical endurance to play. A lot of great, uh, great touch. Um, but I was, t- as I was talking to, uh, you know, my my boyhood hero and your executive producer Ray Ellis. Uh, you know, he uh, uh, the, there's a uh, there's a lot that go that goes into to to being a soccer player. But the beautiful thing about being a soccer player is that it really is the great uh, uh, equalizer in terms of sports. You don't have to be particularly tall or particularly fast or particularly strong to be a fantastic soccer player. I mean, the world's greatest soccer player right now, you know, uh, uh, indisputably, is Lionel Messi, and I mean, he's all of I think five five and 160 pounds. You know, he, he's he's quick. You know, over you know, w- would would he be beaten by an NFL uh, wide receiver in a 40 yard sprint? Yeah, probably. Um, but over 10 yards, I guarantee he wouldn't. Uh, he's tremendously quick, uh, and uh, and so and he's got the, t- the 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 skill to go with it. So the beauty of it is that is that you don't have to be um, you know exceptional physically. Uh, to be a, to to begin to play soccer. You know, later on, of course, as as you develop that technical skill, the physical demands are great, and so you do have to become that that fantastic athlete eventually. Uh, but getting the skill, the foot skill, in place is is the most important thing. But aren't they um, they have more endurance soccer players than any other? Um Perfect sports. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say so. I mean, I mean, it's 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 nonstop motion for ninety minutes. You'll often hear coaches uh, talk about uh, you know resting on the field, you know learning to learning to breathe at, at the at the opportune moments. You know the ball goes out of bounds for a throw in or a goal kick or something like that. That's an opportunity for you to catch some wind and uh, and go and then be economical. You know, soccer really isn't about uh, necessarily jogging uh, for ninety minutes. It's about uh, it's it's a series of uh, twenty. 30-yard sprints uh, at full pe- at full speed, uh, you know, uh, several hundred times during the game. You, you, you'll notice if if you start watching some of the professional soccer now, they'll actually um, keep a, I believe it's called a pedometer on a lot of players, and they'll tell you how much they've run, and it's usually tracked in kilometers, obviously because it's, um, you know, because it's it's uh, you know international, and you'll often see a, a, a midfielder, somebody who runs a lot in a game, to, you know, log as many as nine and a half, ten kilometers a game. I mean, that's that's uh, that's a lot of running, you know, that's a lot of running, especially when you consider that's in short sprints. So if you're so if you're doing uh, uh, you know, ladders like uh, like you would in football or basketball, the the short sprints. Uh, and imagine doing a hundred plus of those, uh, you know, in in one in one match, and that's what you're talking about in terms of soccer. So yeah, soccer players are pretty fit. They are because, like I was saying, that um, all that running back and forth, like football, you get a break when you get a go back to the huddle or. You you know take a break off like Randy Moss just don't run down the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and and the amazing thing about it, James, is that is that you you do throw in once you get to the high levels, you throw in the contact and man, oh man, I can tell you if if you're running your guts out and you, you're you're getting a uh, you're getting clipped from behind and your ankles taken out at the same time and you know sometimes you'll see these collisions where somebody's uh, taken out on a slide tackle and the guy literally flies ten yards. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 a pretty serious sport. So uh, uh, you know, and I think that the, I think the rest of the country right now, you know, uh, is starting to um, to understand that. Um, you know, soccer's starting to build up. You, you look at a lot of the uh, 
a lot of the professional teams in the MLS, the Major League Soccer. Uh, right now, I don't know, uh, it, it, you, don't quote me on this one, but you might. Uh, I believe soccer now, in terms of attendance, is the United States' is number four sport. It's, oh, is it? It is. It has surpassed the NHL, yeah, as far as I understand, in, in average average attendance, um, which is which is a monumental occasion for MLS uh, and for us uh, as a soccer-playing nation. So um, I'm proud of that. You know, uh, all due respect to the NHL, uh, you know, uh, the MLS is starting to come along, and if you watch some of the scenes from from some of the great soccer cities, you know, Portland right now has just gotten a new team and the tremendous fans there, and Toronto and and uh, Seattle. Seattle is just an incredible atmosphere. Uh, you know, you're talking about you know crowds of 25 to 35,000 people, and they're they're fanatic. I mean, you, sometimes it's difficult to tell the tell whether it's Seattle or Milan. You know, uh, so it's so it's wonderful and it's exciting for me to see. You know, I'm part of that. Uh, Pele generation. Um. Well, and, and it's like you say, John. It's like when you you see these somebody already score a goal, and you like, oh man, it's all exciting, you know. So, uh, oh, it's. It's it's tremendously exciting. It's you know it's not um, you know in a lot of sports there's a lot of scoring and I, and I you know I completely understand why why some American sports fans really like the, the you know their sports in terms of uh, you know how uh, how often they score. The thing in soccer, though, is that a the, that a goal is a tremendous accomplishment. You know when you when you think about the the size of the field and the opponents and so on and so forth and the and the defenders, I mean, you know, keep in mind that you have a tremendous athlete and a goalkeeper who's trying to keep the ball out of the net. You have uh, world-class defenders trying to, uh, you know, all they have to do is poke the ball away and you're done, you know. And, and so, so a, goal is a, a goal is a tremendous accomplishment in soccer, really at any level, you know. Uh, and so, uh, so the, the elation and the joy that comes out is fantastic. And when you, when you, when you flavor it with... Uh, uh, you know, a grand occasion like the World Cup, for example, if you, you know, Landon Donovan's goal in the World Cup a couple of years, uh, in 2010, and, uh, or even, uh, uh, you know, Abby Wambach's goal, uh, header in the, in the, um, in the recent World Cup for the women. Uh, I mean, the goal's tremendous. It's heart stopping, you know, and it's, uh, uh, and it's exciting. Uh, what we need to do as a, as a nation is not wait for it to happen once a year, um, but, but see it weekly, you know, and, you know, but, uh, you know, to be fair, a lot of, a lot of the sports, uh, talk shows and sports highlight shows are starting to feature soccer far more than they ever used to and we're all grateful for that in the soccer community well, what we're going to do is John i got to take a break but when we come back we'll talk a little bit more you know soccer and talk about whether the athletes get in trouble with all this money taking so this is James Love i got my guest <laughs> in the studio John and I'm um, out here in Laramie, Wyoming Laramie, Wyoming we'll be right back Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Tune in every Monday after the busy sports weekend to catch the Vision Sports Radio with host Thomas Lewis. We'll look at sports from every level, from what happened years ago to what happened last week to what's coming next. Thomas Lewis will take you to places you've never been before on a sports talk show and will bring an experience you've been waiting for. Our topics will focus on realities facing a player, labor disputes, academics, recruiting, and transition. Tune in to Catch the Vision Sports Radio, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Lovin, and I'm hosting Lovin' That Sports Talk. And I can say I'm down in Lambie, Wyoming, at um, Bailey's Restaurant and Patio. Great weather out here and everything. Well, I got another guest on the phone. Scooby, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? How you doing today? Uh, I guess again. Good, good, John. We're doing good. We got some questions. Um, you can start first, John. Okay. Um, this athletes, and you know, we got to talk about a little bit that now they're coming up, and all these allegations coming out that they're taking this money. But I heard one player, Jim Kelly, say as he was growing up, he was doing sports. They really never had the money, you know, to get them in, you know, get the shoes they need, the cleats, and all like that. So taking money is something that they need. They need. Now, do you agree with that, John? Well, I mean, there's no doubt that the that they need it. I mean, even even at my level, and which is younger than than even than uh, than college, you're talking about the high school and middle school level. You have a lot of kids that are gifted that 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 uh, that want to play, but uh, you know, sports is becoming cost prohibitive. You know, and it's uh, uh, it's a difficult situation, and and we've got to resolve it. We've got to figure out a way. Uh, people have got to reconcile the fact that 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 not athletes don't always have the money to 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 participate at the club level or to support themselves at the college level, and we've got to address that. We really do. What do you think about that, Scoop? What do you think about that? My my whole uh, take on the whole situation is that my whole take on the situation is that I think that athletes uh, for some time uh, they get they, I think that athletes over a period of time, uh, you know, the that they that they get a lot of perks, that they get a lot of that they get a lot of they get they 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 get a lot of they get a lot of perks and they get a lot of uh, they get these scholarships. And people think that that covers everything, but there's a lot of other um, 
uh, costs that come along with it, uh, just like any other student. But, you know, not every other student gets out there and, and has to practice 24 hours of the day pretty much you had, you know, one of those days. So you get these kids from different incomes, uh, and they, and they, um, I don't want to say, you know, they, 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 there's different, you know, the different incomes, and then what ends up happening is that, you know, they may not, they may, they, they got up these other people in front of them. He's actually in the middle of something money, right now. Can I take a message, and, and you're right. And they, uh, people can give them, people walk up with, with shoes, and they walk up with all these big Nike deals and everything else, and it's hard to tell a young kid to, it's hard to tell a young kid no. Um, but is that for, what for 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 a young kid to say no? Is that what they do though, John? I mean, is, is uh, do they say no? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they don't. I mean, uh, unfortunately, they they probably don't don't say no a lot to the uh, you know I heard earlier today. They probably don't know say no to the smaller things or even know that they should say no. To some of the smaller things, I think obviously you get handed a, an envelope for twenty or thirty thousand dollars, as we're talking about, you know, in the news. Uh, that's a different case altogether. You have you have to know as an individual that there's something up here. Uh, but you know, when you when you when you know when a, a club coach will buy, uh, buys a you know college player, uh, you know, a, a pizza and a soda. I mean, I you know, I, I, I think that's kind of it's unrealistic to uh, uh, to complain about things like that. But you know, uh, there's a there's a big difference. You know, I, I think college. Players should be, uh, uh, should, you know, sh- uh, should be allowed, uh, you know, some uh, financial assistance uh, to, to sustain themselves. I think one of the p- things that people forget about, and we're talking about the context of football here, but it, but if you talk about all the other sports and soccer in particular, the fact is that that that, the, that most of the college scholarships don't even cover 100% of the costs of college. You know, quite often kids are paying for their own books or for their own transportation to and from home. You got a kid playing from Ohio State, from California. You know, things like that. Uh, Those things aren't covered. Um, And so, you know, uh, that's something that the NCAA has to look at, uh, you know, and and, and say to yourself and and say, uh, investigate and say, you know, maybe there's there's ways around it. Maybe the rules need to be changed a little bit. Yeah, but, um, you know, I have another question for you guys. You can answer first, Google, and then you, John. But most of these kids, you know, I know you, like you say, John, when you teach in the soccer, but soccer number four and football number one, but. Most of these kids are really just taking the money because, they, one, they never had it, and, two, they're trying to help their family. So you agree with that, Scott? I, 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 I do agree with it, and I see, I, I see why it happens. Um, I, I do think that there should be some sort of pay uh, that they receive. And then also another, another, another side note is that it, it also, there's some of these, Schools, you don't hear about all of them, and I and I and I'm thinking that um, I want to say at least in 99% of the programs out there in the country, and they they uh, there has to be there is some sort of you know the, these paying of players going on, and you know it's. It's, it's just we hear about the Miamis, we hear about the Ohio State, uh, you know, you don't hear about these other uh, schools out there. You don't hear about a lot of other schools, but you do hear about the ones that seem to uh, be 
you know, they, they have like the, the biggest fan base and they, you know, they, they, they pull in a lot of these athletes. Um, and some, in some cases, you know, the talk around some towns is how are they getting these athletes? Um, mm. you know, and they're doing that through, I guess, you know, you, you figure they're trying to, the first thing that comes up is that they're getting paid to be here. Um, so it just, it's, 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 I, I think that it's a, a, a college level problem that, you know, is, is happening. Um, I was listening to it on some other sports stations and they, you know, they, they say it is gonna, it is a, it is a, it is gonna be a problem, um, until they get a hold on it. What that hold on it, you don't, you know, what, what's that gonna take? Um, you know, is it, is it the different penalties? Um, or what, what's it gonna take? Uh, but you have to get that message out there. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna regulate or police it, then you have to, you know, you have to come with a stiffer penalty. Um, but if not, then it's just gonna continue. And that's, that's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's neither a right or a wrong thing. It's just, it's, it's gonna happen unless you do something about it. Yeah, James. The, oh, yeah, yeah, and and there's there's no there's no doubt. You know, Subi's right. There's it's tremendously underreported. I mean, we hear about you know just the tip of the iceberg, and that's only because what's going on in Miami is probably the most audacious uh, of uh, of the stuff that's going on out there. But but the simple fact is this: is that college sports is, are, are big businesses, particularly football and ba- basketball. That they're, they're huge revenue producers for their for their schools. Um, you know, but unlike most other sports, uh, you know, where the players are, are sharing somehow in the revenue and the profit. It's that that's not necessarily happening happening in uh, in football uh, or basketball. The trade off is, of course, that they're getting a free college education, and that's awesome. But the fact is that that well, that college education may cost fifty or sixty or a hundred grand or whatever it is. It's it's a it's it's a paltry sum compared to what the school is making off that player. Um, and so, I, I, at some point, college sports, maybe NCAA football, NCAA uh, basketball, they need to look at it and, and and take some of that money and put it this, into some kind of a pool for players. To to use for I don't know you know uh, expenses or whatever. I would agree with that. I, you know, as, as it, and then the, then it gets into a it may even get into a bigger situation where who gets the most of that money and you know, who gets what because uh, you know some hopefully it would be spread out evenly but we all know that 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 might not be all. That might not. That might not even work that way. So, but like I said, there's there's many options. There's got to be something out there that they can do. Uh, but they just have to be able to. Uh, you know, you, you have to put something in place because it just even with even with the the suspensions of coaches and you know they it's almost it's almost as if some coaches even even. Uh, not laugh at, but they sort of, you know, kind of, you know, push to the side, you know, some of their, some of their penalties. Yeah, well, you know, it, because it may not be as stiff. You know what, uh, I got to go to break. But I'm gonna go to break and then we'll come back. I want to, I want to get you cut off, and we don't have no last segment. But when I go to break, I got definitely another question for you and John. Then we're gonna have another caller, John. They want to ask you something. So. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I'll be right back. And I got my great guest, John, in the studio, and Scoob out here in Laramie. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm Sam out here in Laramie, Wyoming, where I went to college at. Great town, great place. Got my guest John on the line. I got Scooby and we got Wayman. Wayman, you there? I am here. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Sun is shining. Good, good. I heard you got a question for John. John, you there? I yep. Right here. John, um, my question basically centers around the fact that when these boosters or people offering these benefits get caught, um, nothing seems to happen to them. These athletes, these programs are punished. And my personal belief is once you start punishing these boosters, once you start punishing these people that are offering these benefits, then and only then will you start to see some change in how these situations are handled. Um, this guy gets busted for some Ponzi scheme, and then 10 years after the fact wants to bust this whole program. Um, the guy for Ohio State, um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on where these people get busted, and then and it's not because they have some type of conscious or, or moral um, enlightenment. It's, they're basically uh, selling out these people that thought that they were friends, thought that these people were friends to them, and, and in some cases mentors. Um, and, and so I just want your thoughts on what type of action should be taken against these people that are providing those benefits. Because once that's taken care of, I think you alleviate a lot of what's going on with these benefits in college athletics. Yeah, wait a minute, that's a, and that's a real good question. I think that the problem with be, with with uh, punishing the boosters is, of course, that the, they're not under the jurisdiction of the NCAA. They're 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 just average citizens. Uh, well, not average citizens, but they're certainly citizens. Uh, and 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 the only way to to punish them is to is to you know ban them for life from for for being involved in uh, you know in NCAA activities. Uh, you know, the only thing that you can do beyond that is, of course, is 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 have the NCAA lawyers try to sue the individuals for uh, for infringing. On on some of the uh, uh, legal aspects of NCAA rules, but again, they're, you know, they're not students and they're, they're boosters. And in fact, they're they're not college students or professors or anything like that. So there's no way to actually punish for the NCAA to punish them directly because 
they're just not under their jurisdiction. Um, but you know, and 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 punishing them and telling them they can't come to come to games anymore, you know, uh, you know, isn't you know, it may be a punishment, it may not, but uh, uh, but unfortunately, other than that, I I don't see how you how you can uh, how you can go at the boosters. The, the, the core problem is this, guys, is is that the bottom line is that the NCA has rules uh, that they cannot enforce. Uh, it's too it's too big, it's too massive, and all they can do is go after the high profile cases like what's going on in Miami, and that's the unfortunate part about it. So, you know, you either have to look at the rules or how you enforce it, and and either they either they put out an entire uh, uh, enforcement agency out there behind those rules, or they adjust the rules. I mean, it's just that simple. Well, and and I, I guess if, if I could jump in, and that that's one of my other the other issues that I take with the NCAA is, is how they choose to enforce and who they choose to enforce these rules against. You look at USC and what Reggie Bush did was definitely blatant, but who knows whether or not Pete Carroll and his staff were aware of what was going on. Where you look at Ohio State, Jim Trestle obviously knew what was going on, but the punishment that they're going to receive obviously is a lot less than what USC is going to receive. You look at Cam Newton and they kind of fudge and make up new rules to handle that situation. Um, Miami is probably going to get blasted because of their history and what's gone on in the past. And so I just think that it's so arbitrary um, how the NCAA chooses to enforce these rules that they have no credibility. I mean, they make money. Obviously, March Madness is a billion-dollar industry. The athletes don't make very much, and I know a lot of people don't have sympathy for athletes who get these full scholarships, but at the same time, when the NCAA is so arbitrary in, in how they choose to enforce these rules and who they choose to enforce them against, it really, I don't know, just to me, uh, seems like there's a lack of credibility. What do you think, Gould, of that part of it? I would, I would agree with, with, with uh, both statements. And another thing, when you say that it's real big, where do you where do you start where do you where do you start at because they you know you I'm speaking more of the football um, where you got the little pee wee kids and uh, you know they're talking about uh, you know paying for them to go places and they have these uh, these little recruiters out there and getting everybody uh, to get. Kids, little kids to just come to their little school, come to their school. Uh, I mean, they're, they're signing them up so early. Uh, and speaking of the, uh, you know, that that one with the with the soccer kid, uh, you know, where where does it or where does it even where do they even begin? <laughs> you talking, you talking about the talking about the nine year Where does it even begin? You talking about the nine-year-old Brazilian? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, uh, I mean, they, they didn't actually sign him, but they're but they're yeah. actually they, you know they're, they're they're looking at him closely. Yeah, so. and they even put it out. I mean, they even put it out there. That's uh, I mean, that's they, they, but they, you know, you, 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 you what are you going to tell a family that you know what are you going to tell a family if their if their kid is good or you know people are looking at them. You know what, what's that family going to do? That family is going to say, "Hey, you know, if you got the who's the who's the highest payer? You know, well, or the highest the, the buyer? Whole, you know, the, the, so. the whole system is, is to me is hypocritical. I mean, you look at some of the high schools that these college athletes go to, both um, basketball, football, all your major sports, and they're going to St. Th- Thomas Aquinas down in Fort Lauderdale, but they don't live anywhere near St. Thomas Aquinas. They've been coddled. There are people that have been offering them benefits, um, 
letting them stay with their families, buying them clothes, and then all of a sudden when you turn 18, 19, you go to the University of Miami, Wyoming, wherever you choose to go, then somehow what's been going on your entire life, like school was alluding to, where people are going to high schools outside of their district, um, being, you know, Dion is taking kids from the inner city and taking them to the suburbs in Dallas, uh, but that's not illegal, but somehow, you know, me getting an extra benefit in college is, and, and I'm not saying that either is right, but like you said, it's too big, it's expensive, but the NCAA is hypocritical on who they choose to enforce these rules against and who not. Um, you know, you look at the case of, what's his name, that wound up being the receiver for the Cowboys, and he loses the whole season because he lied to the NCAA. Well, did Cam Newton's father lie to the NCAA? I mean, it, it just, it's, it's a hypocritical system, in my opinion. Yeah, but if you get an athlete like John in school was saying that you can get him at nine years old, John, am I right? You think a family not going to allow that and want the money? Am I wrong for that, John? Well, no. I mean, this kid didn't. <laughs> this kid didn't officially get money, although he's all over YouTube. Yeah. You know, the, the, the 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 fact is that 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 the money is. The, the money is so huge; uh, it, it's hard to for any family to ignore. I mean, uh, you know, the, the kid ha the kid has talent. You know, I mean, would you look the other way if the kid was a fantastic singer at nine years old? You no, you wouldn't. You know, I mean, you, you know, the only thing that we look at is from the physical standpoint. But you know, there's lots of child actors and child singers out there that have tremendous talent. You know, this is a physical talent; it's a sports talent. You know, but but money is huge business, and the reason the nine-year-old Brazilian is a big deal is it's this simple fact. I don't know if people know this, but if you calculate the the, the money. That, that goes into, for example, soccer transfers, because in soccer they don't trade players, they sell them for money. Uh, you know, sell, they sell their contracts. You know, the soccer players are officially, get this, you understand that Brazil is a nation of, what, 100 plus million people? Uh, soccer players are the number two export for the nation. So in other words, I think coffee or sugar is their number one export, and soccer players is number two for their gross domestic product. That's insane. Can you can you imagine the, the the equivalent here? In other words, if NFL players was the United States' number two export, right? <laughs> you know, and so I mean, and that's big business around the world. One fantastic Brazilian soccer player, uh, you know, or South American soccer player like Lionel Messi is, is worth billions of dollars around the planet. Yeah, and and the same is true here. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that point. Um, Where you take football and and basketball and some of these other major sports, that they're they, they generate the same type of income for, for some of these programs. And um, I'm not even saying, you know, I'm not even talking about the money aspect of it, even though I understand that that's a huge part of it. But like I said, you, you have someone their entire life who has been getting benefits, even though they might not be categorized as that, from people that are hangers-on, uh, coaches, recruiters. And then, like I said, at some point in their life, it's wrong. And, and, and you're not supposed to. Uh, accept these benefits or gifts and now they're illegal. You can get them from your girlfriend but not the guy who's been a mentor to you since you've been eight years old. Um, like I said, it, it, it's so arbitrary and, and, and I understand that there are rules and, and I played college sports so I understand but at the same time I think the lines aren't black and white. They're definitely gray um, and, and for some of these kids that do come from some of these impoverished, disadvantaged backgrounds, it is hard to say no to. Yeah, I, and the the concept of amateur sports around the planet and the United States is, at this point, it's archaic. When you think about it, uh, you know, the Olympics has have done away with it. You know, and the Olympics were the, the the number one proponent of amateur sports, in the, you know, in the world. And now, you know, they've kind of given up on the concept of of, of amateur uh, uh, athletics. And you know, it's it's too hard to enforce. It's too hard for the International Olympic Committee to enforce. I don't know that the NCAA uh, it can do it either. Yeah. Well. I hate to cut everybody off, but we got to be...
the last 10 seconds, but I'd like to thank my guest, John, for coming in the studio. And, John, while I get back to all you lunch for coming in. Nah, no and problem. I got to thank Wayman and um, Scoob out here in Laramie for, you know, all this work we're doing. And thank um, Dan Garcia for letting us be in this place to do the thing. So this is James Lovey, hosting Love on that sports See you back in there. See you next just- week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.